Welcome to the New Day Community Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by this message from the Kalamazoo, Michigan campus. For more info on the church, visit newdaycommunity.org. Praise God. Good morning, everybody. Such a great joy and privilege to see you and to be part of what God is doing with you. For this specific season, we are just a few days away from our going back to Bulgaria. Actually, this is our last service for the whole trip. I really believe God's going to keep the best for the last. (laughs) Praise God. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Well, uh, I'm excited that the the winter is gone. Amen. (laughs) We have... At least one great reason to be glad. (laughs) Wow, thank you, Jesus. I want to share the gospel with you and uh, just uh, encourage you and strengthen your faith and and courage in the Lord. And uh, I'm really excited uh, because uh, whatever I'm going to share uh, really blessed my heart and and my life and, and, and... what God gave me just brought my confidence and faith to a, another level, you know, w- with my relationship with Him. So I really believe what I'm going to share is going to bless your day and, and, and going to challenge your life to be brought in closer relationship with the Lord. Okay, I'm uh, going to turn to the Gospel of John. And uh, at the end of uh, chapter 20... Uh, John is telling us about the appearing and the manifestation of Jesus after his resurrection. And you know he spent quite a lot of time with his disciples and, and, and just brought that confidence and conviction of the, the coming kingdom and of his reign, of his resurrection and everything which took place. But it is interesting in uh, verse 24... Uh, The Bible says, but Thomas, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came, when Jesus appeared to to his disciples. So the other disciples were saying to him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see in his hands the imprint of the nails and put my finger into the place of the nails and put my hand into his sight, I will not believe. And I want to stop here for a moment because I was truly amazed that, I mean, we need to go to church. I mean, not institutional church, okay? I mean, when Jesus appeared, he didn't appear personally like to every one of them uh, uh, in a particular occasion. Like, uh, okay, Thomas is not here. I'm going to find him and visit him. You know? But he went to, to that gathering, to this bunch of seekers of God's presence and whatever was presented to them in the face of the promises of Jesus. These people... Uh, on a daily basis, they had fellowship. They 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 would gather together and and uh, just like a living organism, 
And it's good for, for us to be part of the church because the Bible is promising us that Christ is coming for church. Right. You know, that's in the book of Ephesians. For a church glorious and, and sanctified and, and, and blessed. And you see, Thomas missed Jesus' appearing. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I don't want to tell that, uh, you know, Jesus is no, not your personal savior and you don't have personal fellowship if you don't go to a church, you know. But it's good to, be, to belong to that living organism, like I said, not institutional, called the body of Christ. And you see, the first time Jesus appeared, not the first, but uh, that specific occasion, he appeared to his disciples and Thomas's, Thomas missed it. Because he wasn't there for some reasons. He, he considered that some things are more important than being with those disciples and hanging out with them. So once they, they shared with him, he got jealous somehow. You know, and he stuck with them because the second time Jesus appeared to them, Thomas was there. Now that's not my point though. You know. And, and uh, this time Jesus... Uh, um, goes to Thomas and he says, uh, Thomas, reach here with your finger and see my hands and reach here your hand and put it into my side. And do not be unbelieving, but believing. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Because you have seen me, have you believed? Blessed a day who didn't see and yet believe. And I was totally, uh, how to say, just uh, 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 overwhelmed, yeah, by the words of Jesus. First time, I'm, recently I'm studying the Gospel of John and I'm stuck with the Gospel of John. And he had revealed so many precious things to me. But I was totally, how to say, just moved on the inside by the words of Jesus. You, you see, guys, a greater, a greater level of blessedness is promised to those who believe in Him even without seeing Him. Yes. Now, consider this. Jesus, after His resurrection, still was marked with the wounds and the marks of his death on the cross. And I was thinking like, why he had a, glo a glorified body. He, the Bible says after his resurrection, he had to do nothing with death and sin anymore. It was a done deal. And still, although he, he, he got this glorified body, resurrected by the glory of the Father, for some reasons, God and Jesus together, they decided that this body would continue to, to carry the marks of what took place on the cross. And I really believe there are a few reasons for that. The first one is that uh, everyone who would see this new creation, this new creature, would, would, would know that it is the same genuine Jesus who was on the cross for us and pay the price. That he is not a, just a spirit, but he is the son of man. Because Jesus said, look at me, touch me, because spirit has no bones and flesh and blood and things like that. So definitely these marks uh, like an evidence that it is the same genuine Jesus. It's not a plastic imitation or something, whatever spiritual, you know. It is the same 
person who was with them. And, and the, the second reason for me is that the new life which God is giving us is has a prevailing power over yeah. death continuously. Because, listen to this, uh, Thomas was shocked and, and totally overwhelmed by what he saw. Because although Jesus had this living body, absolutely untouched by death, still he was carrying the wounds in such a terrifying condition that I really believe this sight was still kind of open. He didn't need a bandage. He didn't need a sticker or anything like that to, to prevent to prevent this wound from, uh, uh, you know, bleeding or or just decaying or whatever was here. You know, it was open. You can see the blood flowing and circling. He he put his hand in that wound in that openness, and he could have felt what is going on the inside, the lungs. Imagine what a close encounter Thomas had with the body of Jesus. And he was shocked to, to realize that no creature, no man on earth can combine those two. Because this was a deadly wound. You know how to prove that Jesus is dead they didn't have to break his legs, you know, because once he was pierced on the cross, that was the deadly wound he, he, which proved that he is dead and you know how blood and water flew out of his body. Right. So when Thomas came and, 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 and touched and, and put his hand, he realized that this had to be something extraordinary of another origin, something supernatural because no man on earth can combine a deadly wound like that and life together, but God had in his body a prevailing power of life. Like the Bible says, death was swallowed up by life. You know, and he realized that this has to be of divine origin, something which no man on earth can combine together. And he fell on his face and he declared, my God and my Lord. And then Jesus is proclaiming on him, over him, because you touched me and you saw you saw me in that way. You believed. Blessed are those who would believe without seeing. And I was like, wow. A greater level of blessedness and confidence is promised to those who believe in Jesus without seeing in the same way. And you know what it means? Listen to this. I wish I could be a Thomas's, Th- Thomas place, you know, and, and, and to have that encounter with Jesus. But you know, Jesus promised that what we possess today is way over and beyond yes. in blessedness, in conviction, in persuasion of what he had. Isn't that awesome? You're more privileged. You're more, <coughs> you would say, but what are you talking about? I'm talking that God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. And I'm telling you that the Bible says that these are words of Jesus. The flesh profit nothing 
the Spirit is the one who gives life. And we are brought in and presented into that spiritual realm and God has uh, released into us the, 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 the spirit of His Son. The very essence of His nature is given to us and every one of us is made a dwelling place for the glory of the Lord. You, you see, what Thomas had uh, uh, was limited in the sphere of the flesh and the senses of the flesh and it, it came to, to the place of his eyes and his senses of his finger but we proceed further and what we possess today doesn't stop with, with the, the uh, limits of the flesh and, and our physical nature senses and eyes and what the eyes see but we have something deeply engrafted on the inside which brings life and gives life and greater conviction you see, you go out today of this place because this is not the only place you are appointed to realize that God exists and He's alive, okay? Especially in your personal life, you must expect greater things to come because here you are recharged and you bring that power outside to function. Praise God. Woo! And, and you see, you go outside and, and there is a realization, there is a conviction, there is a persuasion constantly released on you in the face of the Holy Spirit from God alone in your personal life that on a daily basis you know and you know and you know again and again and again that the one in whom you have trusted your life and your faith is real, is genuine, is functioning, is alive. And He's supporting even the breath of your new existence. You don't... It is so powerful. It is so strong. This fellowship you have with Him, which goes beyond the, the abilities of the flesh, is so powerful, is so strong, that actually, honestly said, you don't need to see Him yep. to receive right. that, that, that power. You, you, it is already so much so powerful that actually you don't need an encounter with your eyes. Yep. Although we will see Him. And we will really enjoy the countenance of His glory. And yet, I'm telling you, this life which He started will continue to increase forever and ever. And it goes beyond the, the, the natural. Praise God. Thank you, Father. So why I'm sharing this? I'm sharing this that to, to, to stir up. To stir up excitement and expectation that in your personal fellowship, I, I just want to, uh, uh, you know, inspire an expectation in your personal life that on a daily basis you are appointed to experience a fellowship which will really bless everything which is related to your faith with Jesus will bring it with, with, with intensity and blessedness which goes beyond what the eyes and the touch of man's hand can accomplish. It was, the feel was so close, so terrifying, the encounter he had. And I was like, I, what I experienced today in my heart goes deeper than, than, than Thomas's hand, you know, going deep into his ribcage. I, I penet my faith penetrate and goes deeper into the nature of God because we have the Spirit of the Lord. The, his very essence is given to us. 
when God created Adam, the Bible says, He breathed in him right. the, the spirit of life. And Adam became a living soul. Yeah. You know, God can, could, could have touched him or just pronounced something, but he, he, he bended somehow. And, and, and he, he lowered himself to that dusty, earthly corpse. And, and he performed an action uh, with his lips, with his very breath, you know, was released into that corpse. And then the Bible says, boom, Adam became a living soul. Yeah. Now think about this. We are restored even in a greater level in a greater condition through, through, through the sacrifice and the resurrection of Jesus. When Jesus was resurrected, when he, he appeared to his disciples, he performed something. The Bible says he breathed upon them. Isn't that a strange action? Imagine seeing Jesus after his resurrection and the first thing he does is like, you would go like, whoa, what's that? Doesn't make any sense. But it, it makes a great sense according to the, the biblical point of view. Because in the moment he breathed upon them, he, he said, receive the Spirit. Yeah. Receive the Spirit. Which means God has restored man to his original purpose, you know, to, to, to be one with the Lord, to restore the fellowship, the closeness. And it is not given us through the means of the flesh. It is given to us through the means of the very breath, the very Spirit of the Lord released into us. The one who worshiped the Lord. Worshiping is not just a physical, you know, uh, action or performance. Uh, worshiping you know, it, it, it takes your heart, it takes your inner being. And we worship in spirit and in truth. Whoo! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Look what Peter says. That's First Peter chapter 1, verse 7. That the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom, having not seen, you love. Though now you don't see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy, inexpressible and full of glory, Receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Peter says that we don't yet, we don't see him, yet believing, we rejoice with joy, inexpressible and full of glory. From where, let me ask you, from where that supernatural joy comes, if, since we don't see him? Definitely, there is an action, interaction going on in our lives of fellowshipping with the Lord and being appointed to experience this, this influence, 
divine influence released from him on our hearts and minds and existence on a daily basis, which brings that conviction, that persuasion, and that joy, and that blessedness Jesus had promised that will follow and uh, accompany our lives, you know, which is of greater level than whatever Thomas had experienced in his personal encounter with the Lord. That's our life. That's our life supported by something which doesn't come from us. Doesn't come from from the sphere of sin. I I love that. Because Thomas' faith was based on his own personal, you know, uh, uh, senses, feelings, and, and okay, I experienced, I, I realized, I saw, now I believe. But what we have comes from the Lord. The Bible says He is the altar, the finisher, and the perfecter of your faith. Yeah. Wow, I, I prefer that. I prefer my faith to be supported from another source which doesn't come from me, from above. Supported with an overcoming power of whatever I face and I'm challenged. I know that whatever's going to be released from him is going to be greater, prevailing and overcoming. All the doubts, all the emptiness, lackness and challenges I face, they would prevail because he is The outer, he is releasing something which is greater, greater than what the flesh can accomplish. Wow. You see, on the way to Emmaus, Jesus appeared to two disciples, walking with them, participating their journey. And you know what's the interesting? The Bible says their eyes were prevented from recognizing and seeing his personality. And, and, and no one of them was aware that actually it is Jesus. They thought it's like a foreign man, someone from you know, another place. Actually, that's true. He was from another place. <laughs> and you know, I, I always wondered why, why Jesus did that. Instead of appearing to them and like, Hey, I am the resurrected one. Do you remember me? <laughs> Actually, he prevented yeah. their eyes from seeing. And you know what? I love that because he started sharing the scriptures from Moses and the prophets about his, himself. And you know what the Bible says? Something changed into their personal convictions and, and, and persuasions and, 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 and lies. The Bible says their they hearts were set on fire. Yeah. Divine fire was kindled into their hearts and they, they were burning on the inside from another source, from another origin, which, which prevailed over their sadness, grief, frustration, hopelessness, whatever they were struck with, because they stood, they stood sad, the Bible says, when they, they explained to him the story about his, his crucifixion. And then, when he started walking with them, you know, even without seeing something, was kindled in them, which was related to joy, to hope, to faith, to new life, to blessedness. And then they, they declared, 
didn't our hearts burn on the way while he was sharing the scripture? It blesses my soul because I know even I don't see him today. If I read the scriptures, he can put your heart on fire. Of everything, the scriptures testifying about the reality and about his glorious outcome after that death he paid for us. Thank you, Father. Wow. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we are not here just to hear a nice sermon or just to be involved in church activities. We are here today to participate your presence and your glory, to receive, to receive gifts from you, gifts of hope, faith, encouragement, power from above, to live a victorious life. Heavenly Father, I pray over your people and the local body of Christ that everything you are and everything you, 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 you are by yourself. We are invited to participate, to become partakers and to share with it. Jesus said, the glory you have given me, my Father, I am giving it to them. I pray over your people that they, they would come to a deeper, deeper level of intimacy and relationship with you. That they would experience a greater level of your glory and of your power by, by the intimacy and, and by just being united with you. The Bible says the one who is united with the Lord is one spirit with him. You see how close God wants you to be. The Bible is telling us that we must grow into our knowledge of him. Knowledge is, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't point to the, to the intellect, to, to intellectual knowledge. The Greek word is for intimacy like man and wife would know each other. You see how God is drawing you and how God is releasing constantly whatever he is rich with and by himself. Everything. Your branches in the vine and he is releasing the essence of his glory and of his life into your personal lives. And, and everything pertaining for life and godliness, he is supporting it from above. Heavenly Father, I pray for you people that we would find all the means required to bring them to a greater level of fellowship. Now people, listen. Jesus said, uh, when you pray, when you pray, don't, don't make a performance. Go into your closet into a secret place, shut the door behind you, and whatever you ask and pray for the, uh, to the Father uh, in secret, He will reward you and He will bring it and He will give it to you on, uh, at the open. Okay, it means your secret life, which consists of your fellowship with the Father and your personal relationship with Him, would be the outcome 
at the outside. If you are not rich on the crown, like a tree, you know, it means that your roots are not receiving enough in the secret from Him. Draw, draw, draw from Him. Your secret life consists of your fellowship with the Father. And the, the openness you will have, you, you would be rewarded and God's going to grant you whatever you had in the secret place of your fellowship with Him. That's the Holy of Holies. The Holy of Holies, it was a place, there was no window, there was no sunshine, there was no earthly source of whatever evidence. It was only the glory of God which was enough for everything. Praise God. The Bible says the new Jerusalem doesn't need a sun to shine because the glory of the Lamb shines upon it. And that's our secret life. That's our Holy of Holies where we have that Awesome, awesome encounter with His presence, with His glory. And He is releasing on us everything which can sustain and support whatever need, whatever lackness, whatever, uh, you know, area of your life needs more. He is the Lord who gives abundant life. Abundant life. I pray that abundant life and that abundance to overflow and to over overwhelm you and to overtake you and that whatever he has it's always greater than whatever we need praise God in the name of Jesus I bless you I bless you your personal fellowship to come in a greater level and that the blessedness Jesus promised would advance and come to a new level in your life and you will have the result of abundant life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Pastor Cameron, for this great option and opportunity, guys, to be with you. We bless you in the name of Jesus.